And of course, that's like my fucking what I do. Something that's old and breaks down. Oh, fuck. Where do I sign for that? That's great. <laughs> Parts are hard to find. It's expensive as shit. Oh, I'm, I'm in love. Welcome to the official podcast of the Whiskey 7 Project. Hi, I'm your host, Howard Dodge, but you can call me Hodo. And together with my friend Steven, we founded the Whiskey 7 Project. We believe the world is too full of serious, heavy stuff. We wanted to divorce ourselves from the things that divide people. We wanted to go back to the days where we listened to 80s hair rock bands while drinking beer sitting on the tailgate of a crappy truck at the end of the local airport runway. Thus, the Whiskey 7 Project was born. We've matured a little along the way, not too much. So grab a beer, there's still some left in the cooler. Join in, we're happy you're here. Welcome to the project. Hey, welcome to the Whiskey 7 Project, everybody. My name is Howard Dodge. You can call me Hodo, and I am joined, as always, with my partner in crime, Stephen, a.k.a. Nugget. Say hi, Steve. Hey, what's up, everybody? And uh, we want to welcome you back. So this is episode three of season one of the Whiskey 7 Project. We're happy you're joining us. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a show about nothing, but uh, we drink while we're, while we're talking about nothing, don't we? I mean, yes, and let me tell you something. Uh, so H- Hodo shows up today... Uh, we're doing this at, at, the, at the, the Atlanta studio, and uh, he shows up carrying two bottles of whiskey and an AK-47. And I'm like, you know what? And wearing some vintage Varnay sunglasses from like Ooh, 1985. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? That's how you come to someone's door. You you come on. I was like, <laughs> boy, that's what I'm talking about. So talking about alcohol. So he, he has this bottle of uh, peanut butter whiskey by the people at Screwball. And I'm going to tell you what. And, and I just made some coffee. So I'm getting ready to, you know, dose it up, you know, the way I like it. And he was like, no, 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 no. And pulls out the screwball. So right now we're drinking coffee with screwball peanut butter whiskey. And I'm going to tell you what, son, this shit, uh, I don't know what they're doing, whether it's fucking magic or science, but keep it up. Uh, you know, because to me, this is the best peanut butter whiskey out there. Uh, I- I'm going to tell you, man, yeah. um, you know, I don't remember I, where... I know you've had Sheepdog. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's how I kind of got started with the peanut butter bit, right? Um, my my boss actually gave me a bottle of peanut butter, I mean, of uh, yeah. Sheepdog. And uh, I, I, I didn't think I was going to like it, right? Yeah. But I drank it. I, you know, I took a shot of it. And I was like, oh, man, super sweet, right? So, and it, I mean, it is. Being peanut butter, it's going to be sweet. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? I bet this would be baller in a fucking cup of coffee. And I'm, I am a coffee fiend, right? Yeah, yeah. So just black coffee, nothing in it, no cream, no sugar. And then I put some of that screwball, I mean, uh, the, the sheepdog, and I was like, oh, man, my eyes have been opened to a new experience. I remember we drank it that one time at that, uh, after the yeah. turkey shirt was, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the turkey shirt was over. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah, and it, it was, was fantastic. So the first time I ever had it, yeah. So uh, I guess, was it? Christmas. Okay, so we had a late Christmas uh, at uh, Project Whiskey Seven because um, uh, COVID and whatnot. Uh, Curtis, you know who who is a a, a sometime fixture here on the show. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, he brought me a bottle, but I, it was for Christmas. But his whole family got COVID like at the same time, so they were they were laid up for like a month. That's what we call a shit show. Yeah. yeah. So he brought me. They brought me this this bottle of Screwball is Curtis is uh, courtesy of Curtis and his family. So I brought it over here, and and yeah, Nug's absolutely right. I showed up at the uh, at the door with with uh, this bottle of Screwball, another bottle that we're going to talk about here in a second. <laughs> And, and, a, and an AK-47. I was like, are you getting into this whole spirit of like free Ukraine or whatever the hell's going on? Well, I mean, we'll come around to that yeah. in a minute. But uh, but yeah, so the screwball, I, I like it a little bit better maybe than the sheepdog. It just has a little bit, it's not quite as sweet. And in a cup of black coffee, that is the shiznit. Now, I'm going to tell you something else. You know, I like that Kenny Chesney banana rum cream. Yes. She had that blue chair bay, whatever. Good God Almighty. You, let me tell you something. You do like a one-for-one screwball with that banana stuff. Man, it makes, you, it makes your tongue want to slap the brains out of the top you, of your mouth. Do you have any? No, yeah. of course. I drank it all. But uh, I'm thinking, you're saying like together. Yeah, you do it together. Yeah. Like, that, a, like a shooter or a... No, no, no. Like in the coffee. No, I was not saying in the coffee. No, I'm saying in the coffee. Okay, in the coffee would be. Even I mean, I didn't think badass. of peanut butter with black coffee, but now I'm thinking the peanut butter with the, with banana, the banana cream in the coffee. I think we just invented some shit. I think so. Fucking Gordon Ramsay, shut the fuck up. Yeah, we just invented something. Yeah, we'll call it the we'll call it the whiskey seven. I'm fucking down. Yeah, I mean, and the same thing with the Kenny Chesney bit, right? Who would think banana cream rum in coffee? 
Nobody. Bruh. But it's fantastic. We, we did it on that trip up the mountains. And I was yeah, like, yeah. I found it and I got excited and we poured it in the coffee. And then it was like a, like the light shone from heaven shone upon it. It was like, what the fuck? That shit was, it was amazing. Yeah, I think I've been through four bottles since since that trip. It's, yeah, we drank that bottle like we had to go get more. Yeah. I, I couldn't, with four of us, like, man, everyone was drinking the shit out of coffee. So, so yeah, uh, anybody out there who, who loves coffee and likes different kinds of, of whiskeys and whatnot, try that. Uh, and it doesn't have to be Screwball or Sheepdog or whatever. Those are the only two that I've ever had. Yeah. But tr- try, uh, just take a shot of, of peanut butter whiskey and put it in a cup of black coffee and then uh, give us a shout and tell us what you thought. Yeah. You, you, no one thinks peanut butter and coffee is going together. The professionals at Whiskey 7 Group uh, have given it the two thumbs up and uh, we'll, we'll drink again. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is, uh, for, for the uninitiated, that is our highest rating, is would drink it again. Would, would drink it again. There's yeah. pretty much a, this is crap, and I would drink it again. That's pretty much it. Yeah, and most everything is we, we drink, drink it, it again. again. <laughs> there really isn't much that we wouldn't, uh, but, you know, um, I'm not saying we don't have very discerning palates, but at the same time, uh, <laughs> well, I'll just leave it at that. You know? <laughs> well, you've had, a, you've had a pretty big week. Yeah, yeah, I had a pretty good week. Uh, I uh, decided... I've been looking at vehicles for a while. Uh, wanted to get another vehicle, and you know, I've been down the Land Rover route. I've owned Rovers in the past, and they are great-looking vehicles. Uh, they are just crap, uh, <laughs> as far as you know. And that's my experience. I mean, I'm just telling you, but they are not reliable at all. Um, but I mean, but every time I'm needing them, like off-road or like moving, towing a trailer with a giant hot tub on it, or not through the woods, they're beasts when they run. They're absolute beasts, but. When they don't run, they are, it is just, they're abysmal. I mean, I, I know I put one of the mechanics kid through college. There's no doubt. It was much, <laughs> My favorite yeah. story about your Rover was, uh, I don't think you'd had it long when you had it. And I, I'd, I'd never been in one. Yeah. Right? So we got in and, and I'm in the passenger seat and it had the, the armrest, right? Remember yeah. That? Oh, and, and they had yeah. like a twisty thing. Yeah, where yeah. You, you can adjust. I mean, how how bougie baller is that, right? Oh, it's yeah. like, like you can adjust the angle of the armrest. <laughs> Dude, I, like I said, they're wonderful trucks, but they just need to hire the, some engineers from Toyota and just say, how do we make this actually run, you know, and design it where it's it just won't break. Uh, but I still love them. I always love them. I love the old Rovers, you know, the, the 109s and the 88s, you know, the old yeah. 19, you know, mid 70s, you know, late 60s. I mean, you put a gun in my head. What do I want? A nineteen uh, nineteen sixty nine series two A one hundred nine. Oh yeah, yeah. I also I want to take that vehicle to sub Saharan Africa. That's what I want to do. Yeah, we'd have to do a little tweaking on that. Absolutely, bitch, but that's okay. Um, but anyway, so uh, I, I so I've always kind of missed that. Whatever. Point is, I went out and bought a, a freaking Forerunner, and uh, yeah, super boy. super happy with it. You know, my my very first car was a Toyota Carina Deluxe. I said that right, Karina. <laughs> Look that shit up, and uh, that was um, my brother and I drove that. We went four wheeling on that off roading. What? It, yeah, it's a car. It's a sedan, a two door sedan. Oh, I know what a Karina is, and it doesn't. Uh, it's it's not four wheel drive. But not even a little bit. But when you're like sixteen, you it's know, barely two wheel drive. Oh, dude, I know. But my brother was sixteen, and that would be fourteen, and we'd be out driving around at night. Going through these hellacious trails up in Northern Virginia, back when it was still there was nothing there, and there were there's a place out there called Beulah, right? And uh, Beulah was like where all the like the the, the renegade off road guys went, and Fairfax County Police had this souped up fucking OG Bronco, and with all the lights and shit, and they chase out there. Fucking me and my brother would be out there in that goddamn Karina, fucking blazing through those <laughs> trails. I mean. It was just so stupid. And we got it stuck every fucking time. Of course you did. Yeah. But, but you know, my dad would be super fucking pissed. The, the best story of that shit. This is so cool. So, we drove that Karina. For, it was olive drab in color. Then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was like, like it came that way? Fucking from the factory, son. Yes, it was badass. And then uh, we, 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 we painted it like this light blue color. Called it the Bluebird. Then, for some reason, we went Earl Shives, you know, 99 oh, yeah. 99 That's right. All black. Uh, and then it was Blackbird. And it was such a piece of shit. Finally, my brother, okay, you know when they pile snow up in, like, parking lots? And there's these giant fucking pyramids and mounds of snow. So my brother got a fucking awesome idea that he was going to get the, we called it the Deluxe. That he was going to get the Deluxe going up to, you know, pretty high speed. 
and crash through like Bora <laughs> Connell through this motherfucker, you know? And of course, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, that's awesome. That's a great idea. So he does that. And it, it fucking mostly went through, but, but he, you know, we got it out. But he had he fucked up the radiator. Of course. And actually fucked up. And then he, he tried to clear the snow out with the screwdriver. So, I mean, granted, it's it's ironic because my, my brother's now fucking like been a mechanic for like fucking 30 years. Right. But back in the day, he was not very good. And, of course, he <laughs> fucked up the radiator. And I was delivering pizzas with that motherfucker at night. And, uh, you know, it, it let me down so many times. I'd have to keep like <laughs> gallons of water in it. And because we didn't want to tell my dad that we fucking destroyed the car. <laughs> so anyway, long story short, we, we the, the car, my dad's like, OK, we're getting rid of it. So he had like a, a, he's like, we're going to take it to the junkyard. I was like, OK, cool. Like it quit running or whatever. So my brother and I like, oh, it's going to the junkyard. Cool. So we get out there. With that that just means we really get to destroy it now. Exactly. Yeah. So we're like spray painted a bunch of shit on it. And then we we're like beating it up. And I think we broke some of the glass and we were all fucking like, yeah, it's going to the junkyard. And my dad came home from work, and I thought he was going to fucking kill us. He was like, <laughs> what the fuck? What have you done? And we're like, it's going to, you said it's going to the junkyard. And, and I love this story because I know your dad, and I've always, I've always found him to be a pretty chill guy. So when I hear about him losing his shit, it makes me laugh. Dude, he, he was super fucking pissed, needless to say. So he had my brother out there trying to bang the dents back out. <laughs> and then fucking, you know, acetone wiping the fucking all the, you know, like POS, the crap we had spray paint. We're wiping all that bullshit off the car. Still not understanding <laughs> what the fuck my dad's talking about. You know, God, he was so pissed. Funny story now, but not yeah, the not then. Not very funny. But um, anyway. was your dad a car guy? No. no See, mine was, was and like I remember my dad. He was into muscle cars, and and uh, so he had a. Um, I guess by a lot of listener standards, it probably wouldn't be classified as a muscle car per se, but he was really big into like Buick Oldsmobiles and Pontiacs, and uh, in the eighties and the seventies and whatnot. And we had two uh, Buick uh, Grand Nationals, right? That's a muscle car, son. Yeah, well, that's a, a badass. Three point eight liter V six turbocharged. Yeah, you know, and, and I mean, it was a for the, in I think in eighty nine, the ZR one came out with the Corvette, and it was faster than that. It was the fastest American made production car while it was being produced, Virginia State right? Troopers. Their yeah. pursuit cars were Grand Nationals. Them yeah. and and I want to say, ask me Ken, how I know. I think Connecticut. <laughs> I think Connecticut State Police had them as well. But anyway, long story short, but they only came in black, right? It was like Ford original Model T, right? You damn Any color right. you want, so long as it's black. You damn right. And uh, anyway, I remember he. It was parked outside of, of our garage. You know, he had a, we had a three car garage at the house. You know, but he he was outside polishing it or whatever, and he wanted me to paint. The trim at our house. Oh, thank you, God. Yeah. This so, <laughs> so I'm I'm up on the ladder, right? And and you got to you got to picture this. Our house. I don't know how to describe it, right? It wasn't three stories tall, but it had like a drive under garage. That's the best way to describe it. Yeah. Right? So it was a two story house with a drive under garage, which means that the garage side from street level to the roof is three stories tall, right? We had like a twenty foot ladder. Well, the trim work goes all the way up to the apex of the mm-hmm. gabled roof. So he, no shit, my dad zip ties a fucking ladder to another ladder and has like, my ass up there. Like you do. Yeah. Yeah. Has my dumb ass, I think I was 14, maybe 15. He's, right. he's got my ass up on this rickety fucking zip tied ladder. You're fucking right. Up there. And, and, and our, the trim work on our house was white. We had like a gray stucco house with white trim. Mm-hmm. So I'm up there with this bucket of white paint. And I'm painting the trim. Real, real quick, I want to I want to interject. Yeah, your, your dad's car is black, right? Yes. Okay, continue. That's where I'm going. Continue. So this black car with <laughs> yeah. my dad polishing it with a yeah. diaper is is below me. Get the fuck out. And I'm up here painting, right? And I'm I'm super careful. So what you don't know, or you may know, uh, I had at 14 or 15, my cousin owned a painting company in New Jersey, and I used to spend my summers up there working for him painting. So I was pretty adept at painting, right? I'm, anyway, I'm not going to drip the paint. Yeah. That's not what I'm worried about. But I start losing my balance on this fucking ladder. And I'm like, I am, I'm going to fucking fall. Now, I'm left with two choices. I can ditch this bucket of fucking paint that I'm holding in my left hand and then grab the ladder with both hands to prevent me from falling off it. Mm-hmm. Or I can, and if I drop the paint, what of course is going to happen? All over the black car. And you will die. And anyway. he'll fucking kill me. Yeah, you'll die. So my choice was to hug the bucket of paint... <laughs> Of course. And fall 30 fucking some odd feet. My choice off of the was ladder. to drink all the paint before I fucking hit the ground. So Fuck. I fall off this fucking ladder. That's so cool. And to his credit, you know, my dad comes running over. He's like, oh my God, are you okay or whatever? You know, did you crack your fucking head or whatnot? And I'm like, no, I'm good. You know, knock the wind out of me for sure. Yeah, yeah. But I, to his credit, he was like, 
why didn't you just ditch the paint? And I was like, well, because I didn't want to fuck up your car. <laughs> and he was like, I think I love you now than I've ever loved. <laughs> He's like, you are ready to take on the mantle. Yeah, so that's that's my that's my black car story with my dad. Jeez, well, that car won the uh, the the GS Nationals. I think three years in a row. They had to rewrite the rules for the old man because his car was just unbeatable. That's badass. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. He, he was super into cars, man. I, th- I think it caused at least one of his divorces. <laughs> well, you know. I mean... So speaking of black cars, uh, I, yeah. uh, in driving up here to yeah, the Atlanta yeah. studio, I saw a new black car in your driveway. Yeah, yeah. So what, what's up with that? Yeah, just a, a, a Toyota, a turd off-road, a forerunner. Uh, it's just just badass. You know, I, 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 was, I was telling Hodo earlier, I'm like, you know, this is like when I had my last Rover, except... You know, it won't break down. It'll be reliable. Yeah. You know, it's it's pretty solid. It's not a strong engine, uh, as the old the last Rover was a V8, but at the same time, it's uh, a V6, right? It's a V6, yeah. yeah. Um, but it is a it's a surprising vehicle. Uh, two days in, I give it two thumbs up, and I would drive it again. Uh, it's uh, I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, it it's, yeah. It's so new. I walk, you know, I walk out in the morning. And I look at it this morning, and I'm like, "Oh, I've, oh yeah, I forgot I had that. Yes, oh look at <laughs> Who that the thing. Fuck is in my driveway? That is so oh, cool. That's, me. that's my car, son. So pretty stoked about it. You know, I mean, whatever. You, you, you find your joy, all yeah. that shit. You yeah. know, so. Well, I find my joy in, in in the truck. So, and welcome to to the to the Toyota TRD family, by the way. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, hold on. I've been in the, I've been in, I've been in the Yoda family a long time, but the Turd family. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing. I've always called it turd. Is it turd or TRD? I I, I call it TRD, but uh, I okay. mean whatever. It doesn't. I don't. You know, I'm doesn't a, really matter. I'm an owner now. You, you do whatever I, I you call want. whatever I want. That's I'm exactly call, right. I like saying turd pro, off road, or whatever. The fuck I'm just is. looking forward to making it a whiskey seven edition TRD. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm looking forward. Yeah, to. Yeah, we're gonna put um, one decal. That all on it's, but it's going to be eight eight feet in size. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna go diagonal across the windshield, just like Reggie Bobby. Yeah, if if any of you are ever in the Atlanta area and you see a uh, a a gray uh, tricked out 2016 Tacoma with the uh, Whiskey Seven logo, that that would be your boy Hodo. And now yep. now we'll if you see a black 19 uh, Turd Pro Turd Pro or turd, turd no you don't have the Pro turd yeah off-road, the off road yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what is it the uh, Forerunner with the emblem then you'll know that that's nugget yeah yeah right right now it's pretty it's stock but give me give me a couple months it's gonna look like some shit out of mad max when i'm done with it so oh, yeah pretty, pretty happy yeah, I, yeah. And, and i think you're gonna continue to find ways that it makes you happy because I, I love my truck i love it i'm i'm i'll be happy i mean i got that nissan pickup truck and that will run you know nuclear war happens there'll be roaches and that pickup truck left right because that son of a bitch will run um it's got the invisibleness uh, so it's like when you get in it, if people see you get in or out of it, you stay invisible. Right. Cause it's such a piece of shit, but it will run to the end of time. Yeah. Yeah. Very simple. The Nissan six cylinder, but, uh, at the same time, uh, now yours has the tow package as well. I saw. Yeah. It's got the tow package. It's four wheel drive tow package. It's got some other crap, uh, convenience and the paint protection because I've always, I've always wondered at that. I'm like, wait a fucking minute. I got this car. And they want to be like, well, it's got, do you want the paint protection? What, did you put shitty paint on this? Right. Is Toyota throwing substandard paint to the point where I have to put fucking protection on it? <laughs> you can take that shit and shove it up your ass, pal. Uh, the VIN fucking etching. Are you fucking... Get... Shut up. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Don't get me wrong. It's capitalism. It's make your money, son. And if that makes some people feel better, well, fucking hi-ho. Knock yourself out. But, but the, you, you, I mean, I get the passion and the, like, excitement. Like, oh, yeah, Lord, we just did this. We did a thing, you know. But <laughs> you got to slow the fuck down and go, wait a minute. When I what are you selling me? You fucking, the, the undercoating? Motherfucker, that was, they yeah. tried that in the 70s, son. Right. Yeah. I know, when here. I bought mine, um, I don't remember all that shit. But I know I brought it home. And like I said, having grown up with a, a car idiot savant, um, <laughs> I, uh. You know, I, I mean, fucking, I know how I know how to detail what, fucking cars. Was your dad the Rain Man of cars? <laughs> That's putting it mildly. Grand National never lose. Grand National never lose. Yeah, never and it wasn't just that he was a. So we called it the the, the bop, right? The Buick Olds Pontiac. His thing, his thing, was GM Buick Olds Pontiac. Mm-hmm. Like we had GTOs, we had uh, oh fuck yeah, we had uh, uh, Oldsmobile 
cutlasses like the 442s and the Herstals and, and all that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we had badass fucking GM products. Yeah. When I, but, I mean, you're talking late 70s, right? So back when cars were fucking muscle cars, you could put a 442, yeah. you know, a 455 high output in a fucking, you know, 72 GTO Judge. And that was the that was, my, that was probably my favorite car of all time was a 72 GTO Judge in British Racing Green with white fucking racing stripes. BRG, boy. Yeah, man. Yeah. And it had that 455 HO in it. And that bitch was bad. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, that was, that was probably my favorite car of all time. And then we had a 66 GTO that I liked. That was a pretty cool car. It was like turquoise green, had tri-barrel carbs and shit. It was pretty nice. Fuck yeah. The, that Dad turquoise. had fucking cool yeah. cars, man. So I actually took my driving test in, in, the, uh, in the 86 Grand National. And, and this is a great story. So at that time, the state troopers were the license examiners. Now it's like they're not like certified yeah. cops or whatever the fucking term is. But uh, this, this was an actual trooper, you know, mm. gun-toting cop or whatever. So I go down there and... So Pops drops me off and he's waiting in the lobby or whatever. And, and it was like an actual driving test where you went out on the road. I don't know what they do now. So the trooper gets in the car and he's like, this one of them uh, souped up V6 turbo jobs? I was like, yeah. He says, come out of here and turn right. Long story short, this trooper takes me out on the interstate. I don't, I make like three turns. Yeah. Right? And he don't give a shit about nothing. He just, he goes... Open this thing up. I want to see how fast it'll go. Yeah. I get that bitch up to like 120 miles an hour. And the front end, because it's a fucking brick. Yeah. It's it's a Buick Regal. The the front end starts like drifting. Oh, yeah, (laughs) boy. And he's like, he's like, that's fast enough. <laughs> and then we get back off and he, we go back around some side streets and we go back to the license. He's, and he's like, he signs off on it. I was like, he's like, son, do you understand these three words? Buggity, buggity, buggity. <laughs> so that, that's oh, yeah. my, yeah, that's my driving, that's my driving test. Yeah. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty funny. I got a funny driving test story. Now it's not cool like that, but this is right when I got my Harley and uh, I was, uh, and it was a, it was a uh, you know 1980 FLH80 electric glide. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. it was. A, I mean, it was a beautiful kind of like the Rover. It looked great. You know, it was a beautiful looking thing. But it it was you know made AMF series. You know, the era when Harley couldn't do anything right. And of course, that's like my fucking what I do. Something that's old and breaks down. Oh fuck! Where do I sign for that? That's great. <laughs> Parts are hard to find. It's expensive as shit. Oh, I'm, I'm in love. So I had this bike. And um, it was a cool bike, though. I, mean, it's I, I remember beautiful bike, yeah. beautiful bike. But um, it was old Harley, you know, and they were like rattle traps. And uh, my my riding name, you know, with all the guys I rode with was Trail Balls because they're like we follow the trail of parts <laughs> to find your ass, and that's that's really not incorrect. But anyway, I'm, as I'm riding, I'm you know driving my motorcycle down to the uh, to the DMV to get my you know motorcycle examination. Um, you know, ladies there, and I. I as I'm going down there, all of a sudden, I'm like trying to fucking shift, you know, downshift. I'm like, what the fuck? And both pegs uh, had fallen off my foot shift. <laughs> they had like unscrewed and they were like gone. And I was like, what the fuck? So, but the the lever was still there. Yeah, yeah. So I'm having to like turn my, my left foot like in towards the bike That's sideways. And, and it was not... Uh, it was not the easiest shifting bike, you know? So I had to like beat the fuck out of that thing to get it to go. And I pulled up there and I was like looking at it and I told the lady what happened. She's like, can you steal the desk? I'm like, absolutely. No fucking clue. And I'm thinking, what can I rig there? There's nothing, you know? I mean, it had the big saddlebags in the back, but the only thing that was back there was nothing, you know? So uh, I just went super... Fu- I passed the test, yeah. but I looked like a monkey fucking a football out there trying oh, to get oh, that thing to ship. Oh, no, you didn't. I did. When I took my test for, for motors, I took it. I, so I knew, I knew like Georgia had a, I don't know what it is now. I mean, this is, we're talking a long time ago, Yeah. but they had a pretty damn good motor test. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm not taking, I had a BMW K1100 LT. It was a big I fucking thing, bike. Yeah. Right. So, uh, I was like, I don't want to take the test on this big motherfucker. If I've got to do like some maneuvering and shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I'm a new rider relatively. Yeah. So anyway, I borrowed a Yamaha 300 from our boy Freaky V. Jeez. So I bought <laughs> Now I'm I'm 6'3 at the time 210ish yeah. 215. And well, well what I am now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but, but I haven't changed that much. So I'm ta- and, and I am barely able to fit on this motorcycle. <laughs> 
cool. And it's like, and your legs are all yeah, kicked dude, it's out. Like, it's, and it's, yeah. I mean, it's barely able to your carry my Your knees are like yes. almost fucking permanent. Yes. Oh, yes. So I take the test on this fucking thing, and it's like you're like the fucking clown riding the motorcycle. The and there's no there's no side streets to get down there, so I'm on the interstate in the slow lane, barely holding 55. <laughs> And it is screaming. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was the monkey fucking football okay, for well, sure. There you go. And it was yellow. <laughs> I mean, you were you were checking all the blocks that day. <laughs> but did you pass? I passed. You, you got. Damn right. And it yes, was funny sir. too because the yep. it wasn't a trooper that gave the exam. By that time, they had like uh, I don't want to call them civilians, but like non-certified uh, examiners yeah. or whatever. And, and it was a lady. And it was funny because I come rolling up on that minuscule fucking mid- mini miniature bike or whatever. And she's like. <laughs> I know what you're doing. <laughs> She's like, hold on, let me let me call my peoples. They got to see this shit. <laughs> yeah, but I passed. Yep, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Um, hey, let's let's chat a little bit about about this right here. Yeah, I saw I saw uh, you had that in a, a video call last week. Yeah, and I was like, what is he holding up? And I was like, it's not whistle pig. No, but it's the same bottle shape. Yeah. And it had a cool-ass label that I didn't recognize. Therefore, I was like, oh, this must be some craft-type mm-hmm. shit or something. So, Ange and I went to North Carolina to visit some friends. And um, while we were there, she wanted to go to a local distillery. Well, you know, I'm in. So, we went, and it was really cool. The, the, the It was called um, Old Nick Williams Distillery, right? Old Nick Williams. Yeah. So... It was like, it was Sunday. It was a week ago today. It was Sunday and it was like 11 o'clock and there was nobody there. We were the only people there. And before I paid to get like a little tour Mm -hmm. thing or whatever. And while we're waiting on the guy to come to to take us back to the actual distillery to give us the tour, they had an awesome bar. Awesome bar. Um, I have, uh, if anybody goes to our, um, our Instagram page, uh, I took some pictures of, and I forget the the name of the bar escapes me, but, um, I follow them or whatever the fucking term is on Instagram. So you can check who we follow or whatever and see it on there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also I took a couple pictures, but the long and the short of it is while we were waiting on the tour, there was a guy behind the bar and I was like, Hey, can I get a drink? He said, yeah, what do you want? I said, how about a, an old fashioned? He was like, yeah, cool. What whiskey do you want it with? And, uh, cause they make like six different kinds. I said, well, I'm not familiar with your product. I said, I like whiskey, but you know, I don't know. I've never tasted anything you make before. So what, what do you recommend? He goes, I make a pretty good one with a rye. I am not very experienced with rye, Mm -hmm. but Hey, cool. I'll try it. Yeah. So he makes it and it is amazing. I was like, that's really, really good. Now this guy, you know how when you, I'm a pretty good judge of people. You're a good judge yeah. of people. Most people can like get a vibe off of whether you or not. Get a sense. Yeah. 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 And so just talking with this guy for the 30 seconds and just taking a look at him, I was like, this is a dude I would hang out with. Yeah. He's a cool guy, right? Would hang out with again. Yeah, absolutely. So, and he, he knew his shit and, but he, he was, he wasn't pretentious in any way. And that's important when I get to the end of this story. So he makes this old fashioned. It's fucking phenomenal. He makes it with this, this rye. Mm-hmm. And I made up my mind right then and there. I was going to leave with a bottle of it. But so at this point, the, the tour, excuse me, starts. And it's like I said, it's just me and Ange mm-hmm. and our friends. So we're back there and we're in a distillery and the guys, not the same guys walking us around. And I look up and there's this huge fucking banner and it's got like cartoons, not pencil rendering mm-hmm. drawings of like people. And one of them is the guy behind the bar that made my old fashioned. And it says Zeb Williams. And I'm like, he owns this fucking place, right? Um, long story short, he's not the owner, but he is a descent. He is one of the owners, right? He's right, a right, descendant right. of this, this the, the people that own this place. So um, first off, if a dude is named Zeb, yeah, oh, I'm fucking in. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So anyway, I was like, oh, that's super cool. He never one time mentioned to me that this is his place or this is his. This his is my place. Yeah, exactly. I personally right. made the mash. Right. For this so yeah. when when the tour was over, I go back. I was like, hey, I want a bottle of that rye. Yeah, yeah. So I get to talking with him, and just a super good dude. He's going to come on the show. He wants Fuck to, yeah. you know, he he. Uh, I asked him if he'd be willing to come on, and he was like, yeah, that that'd be great. I've done a couple podcasts, so mm-hmm. we're going to get him on uh, in in the near future. But this is his. Zeb's American Straight Rye Whiskey. It's um, 90 proof. And I'll t- when I tell you, again, I don't know rye. It's not my real thing, mm-hmm. right? But when I drank this, absolutely no burn whatsoever. I could drink this like a glass of water. And it tasted good. So um, my coffee cup is completely empty. How are you? How are I'm, you yeah, doing? I'm, I'm empty. Yeah. All right. So let's, um, so let's do this. Let's, let's try this out here. I just want to see. I already know it's fucking baller. I just want to see what your take on it is. So get you a little... I mean, don't don't be a fucking. I mean, yeah, there you go. Okay, a little healthy healthy shot. 
Let's check this thing out. Now, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. You are the master at describing what you're sensing through your olfactory system. I am right. not. So I'm dying to hear your take on this. Well, you know what? I'm actually going to pour a fresh shot okay. into a glass that's not been tainted by right. coffee. Do that. Um, what a wonderful sound. I know. That's like, oh, shit's about to get awesome. Okay, so let's take a look. All right. I mean, nice. It's like light, caramel color. Yeah. yeah, nice amber color with little swirls in, inside of it. It's, uh, you know, I, I don't know. That's it. Yeah. Looks fucking great. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, yeah. So you get like a good bready, a breadness with a, like some kind of a baked with light apricot smell uh, coming in with vanilla. and. Yeah, so it's rye, so it'll be a little on the sweet side. Yeah. But you can damn sure smell that alcohol. Yeah. I mean, it, it is like, it's like the big brother, you know, uh, of, of like they're right standing behind, you know. So you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna behave, you know. Uh, but that, but that alcohol is ready, standing behind. So let's give it a shot. Holy shit! I know, right? No burn. None. Um, but you get hit with like a, an intense taste of grass, like dry grass. Um, like the way dry grass in the sun smells like, hay. see, this is what I'm talking about. You are yeah. the poetry master when it comes to describing well, this stuff. Well, I can't do it. I'm not going to deny it. I am. You know, I mean, uh, the, the words rolled trippingly off my tongue, but it's like grassy and then it, like a green apple. Yeah, see, I got apple yeah. in it too, which which surprised yeah. me. Yeah, the apple comes up through that in the middle, and it's like the alcohol is ten miles deep because mm-hmm. you feel a burn, but it's not like a jack. It's not like a ah, you know, right. like like a you know, Jose. I don't need to reach river. for a bottle of Tums. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like the burn. The the the, the alcohol is there. The burn is there. But it's very pleasant. It doesn't overpower. It's like a uh, a second act that um, it's maybe like a really baller ass baseline. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got all the music going on, but that bass is keeping shit together and it's keeping it on the same tempo. The alcohol is the fucking baseline tempo on this, and it is like it's it's on point, Jack. This is uh, this is a real hold on a second. Yeah. Yeah, exactly how I described it is how I feel about it. Right. Um, and maybe, yeah, it's like the aroma. The it, smell is divine to yeah, me. Yeah, this, yeah, you get like that, that a, a green apple that, that on the, and then it fades into like a sharper, a sweeter apricot, like a dried, dried apricot. Um, but it's like with baked, some kind of baked bread smell in there the whole time. Um, and I don't know how they phenomenal. do that. I don't know how. I don't know how we get all that. Out of a rye whiskey, uh, magic. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you say which, uh, it's the science. Motherfucker, you call it whatever you want. Yeah, but my point is, yeah. none of that shit is in there. Exactly, none of that is in there. So, but like all things, you know, it's it's, it's subjective. So, I might drink and go, "This is the greatest shit on the planet," and someone else would be like, "That tastes like poo," you know, whatever. <laughs> you wouldn't say that about this. But the point is, you know, some people are going to like it, some people aren't. So all we can do is describe the truth according to us at this exact moment. Um, Indeed. Yeah, six months from now, I might be like, that stuff is is fucking the best stuff on the planet above. It's man from heaven. Or it might be like, it's Satan's piss. You know, <laughs> I don't know. But right now, it's fucking right now great. It's pretty good. It, and I don't see it. That's one of the things about alcohol. You know, you go through phases of drinking things, you know, I went to, I, I, trust me, I went to the goddamn banana cream rum phase. Oh, yeah. Like, like I was a fucking runaway log truck, but, uh, <laughs> um, but that's the thing. Bourbons and rice. It's good to have like, you know, the crazy for a while, but in the end, you're always coming back to the scotch and the bourbon. Right. You know, um, and the rye, whatever, you know, we're, we're calling just whiskeys yeah. in general. So. Well, hopefully, uh, I know with your new uh, vehicle, we spoke briefly yesterday we're gonna go drink this bottle and drive around doing it what 
<laughs> Indeed. No, doing a shakedown cruise on your on your new car. We'll yeah, go, yeah. We'll, we'll drive up there. Maybe we'll do the the remote uh, podcast up there at at uh, old old Nick Williams. Yeah. Um, because we got to go back. We got to go up there anyway. I'm, I'm so. down with that. Yeah. I mean, a, a, you know, a road trip to go to a still distillery. Yeah, yeah. It's like five hours from here. So. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a. I mean, a in, in the Whiskey Seven vein of travel, that is around the corner. That's nothing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had a great week myself. Yeah, um, I was going to say you had like kind of a lottery winning. I, week, I, I did. You know? I, I really I did. Mean, I mean, it, you know, all that's relative. I mean, if you're not into what I'm into, then this would mean nothing. But um, so, what was it? Was let's see, was it Monday? I can't remember what day it was. Sometime early in the week, uh, a buddy of mine uh, called me up and he says, "Hey, I need you to do me a favor." I was like, "Hey, I'm down. What you got?" He had a couple of rifles that he needed sighted in. Um, so in a previous life, I was pretty good at that sort of thing. So I took them, and one of them was that uh, it was a, 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 a it was a Romanian uh, PSH, but most people that know anything about guns would, would refer to it as a Dragonoff, right? It's a big seven point six two by fifty four rimmed um, massive Russian sniper, sniper rifle, yeah. right? So so I took it and, and got it squared away and gave it back to him and everything, and I was like. It, it kind of whetted my appetite. I never owned one of those, but I have had numerous AKs in mm-hmm. the past. And I never kept them, and I always sold them. Anyway, uh, so this is, what is this, uh, March of 2022. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, for posterity's sake, uh, Russia has invaded Ukraine, and uh, that, that does not sit well with me. Or, according to what I'm seeing on the news, anyone else on the planet Earth. So uh, it, it's kind of it's kind of gotten me thinking about things. And, you know, my family's... Pretty much on my dad's side, all Ukrainians. So it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of one of those things. Anyway, um, in 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 citing in this Dragonoff for my body, I was like, man, I wish I had an AK. I, I, every one I ever had, I sold, and I was like, I, I really want another one. So when I gave the 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 Dragonoff back to my boy, I was like, I was like, man, if you got any AKs, I'd be willing to buy one. You know, I just want another one. And he was like, yeah, I have like six. Of course. And he, he said, if you want one, I'll, I'll sell you one. I was like, uh. I can't. I'll tell you now. I cannot afford what they're bringing right now. Yeah. Some of the ones I've seen are going like eleven, twelve hundred bucks, and that is it's just not worth it to me. I'm yeah. sure they're worth that, but it ain't worth it to me. So I've known this cat for twenty five years or whatever. I was like, yeah, I'm thinking six, seven hundred bucks. He goes, I got you. Just I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. So the next day I come in and he's he's there. He says, Hey, I got something for you. So he opens up the trunk. And and this person shall be forever known as Freaky V. Indeed. Indeed. Freaky V. So Freaky V. Freaky V. Yeah. So he, uh, he he opens the trunk, and, 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 it, and it looks like he looks like a, a Russian arms dealer right? <laughs> with, with all this <laughs> yeah. shit in his trunk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool. And he's showing he's like, me. If, if the Russian arms dealer looked like the Campbell Soup Kid. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, uh, I'm looking at this and that and the other thing, and he's got some pretty cool stuff. I mean, he has some really, really hard to find stuff. So he's like, this isn't for you. I just brought this because I knew you'd think it was cool. So I'm looking at some of this other stuff he has. And then he brings out this Romanian, uh, it would be referred to commonly as an SAR-1. Uh, it was a pre-Clinton, well, it was dur- during the Clinton ban. It was an 05? Uh, that, that, the, that. the one I have is an 02. 02, 02, yeah, yeah. But uh, the, the, to make a long and, and relatively boring story short, um, I said, okay, cool. Well, you know, what, what do you want for it or whatever? I told you I'm yeah. comfortable, like six, seven hundred bucks. And he goes, dude, I have six of them. He said, uh are you trying to, because he knows me. He was like, are you, uh, he said, you, you have an emotional attachment to no physical object. Yeah. He said, you, you you will sell anything you own. I was like, well, yeah, yeah you're right. Sentimentality. Yeah. There are some things that are line drawn. I'm sentimental to one thing. It's my dad's watch. It's the only thing I will never, yeah. ever sell. If, I, if, this, I'm, if I'm living in a, in a, under a freeway overpass in a fucking refrigerator box, I will never sell that watch. But short of that. This watch. Yeah, exactly. But short of that, <laughs> pretty much everything I own yeah. is for sale. So uh, he goes, I know you. you, you will sell shit when you get bored with it. So are you trying to buy this for me at a decent price and then shoot it till you get bored and then sell it and make a fuck yeah. ton of money? I was like, no, I just want one. He was like, all right. I was like, dude, I don't know what I'm going to do in 10 fucking years, but the plan, that is not the plan, right? Yeah. And he was like, you all right. You want to have it as we age. Yeah. We develop sentimentality for things. Yes. So he goes, as long as you're going to keep it or whatever, he goes, just keep it. It's yours. I was like, so let me get this straight. You don't fucking mic drop. I was like, yeah. So you don't want me to pay you for this because I'm 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 ready to pay you. And he was like, I have money. Yeah. yeah. He was like, all the years we've known each other, all the all the shit that we bought each other, whatever. He goes, just yeah, just just don't sell it. I was like, okay, done. So we ended up spending the whole day together, fucking around, and then um, we went to to a gun shop local, and um, when we know the. where everybody knows your name. Yeah, it so, is like fucking cheers yeah. when you walk in. I so I go in that. there and I'm talking to my boy and I'm like, hey man, I need some uh, I need some by 39 ammo. 
and he says, uh, and there's, there was some customers in the store or whatever. So he's like, hey, I got you. Um, let me let me deal with these people. So I'm just walking around looking at stuff or whatnot. And uh, after everybody left, and it was just me and Freaky V in the store, mm-hmm. my boy goes back in the back, and he comes out with like a like a an ammo can. So it was about 300 rounds. And he, and he goes, here you go. I was like, what do you want for it? He goes, eh, we'll work something out, which means I'm never going to pay him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I got a baller rifle, not U.S. made, no parts kit bullshit. I mean, it's a straight-up Romanian AK. And then... Um, and not a Wasser 10. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. And then uh, and then got uh, 300 rounds of ammo on the arm. And so, that, I mean, it's been a great week. Then, then as if that wasn't enough, we, we're, we're knocking around, and Freaky V is like, hey, I, I got some other stuff for you. I was like, what? Now, you got to understand, and you know this, but yeah, our yeah. listeners don't. Freaky V and I have been friends for over two decades. Yeah. And uh, he goes, uh, he goes, I've had these in my... He goes, these have been yours for 10 years. I just keep forgetting to give them to you. I was like, what? So, so he pulls out these. Baller, yeah. Varnay ski glasses. And I mean, I, I'm like, I'm speechless. First I, off, yeah. Uh, if you don't know what Varnay is... The then then you're too young. Yeah. But I mean, Varney's back in the day. Oh yeah. When everyone went on the ski trips Indeed. and everyone was watching that movie Hot Dog. Right. And all. What did you wear? Varney. Varney's boy, because those were the shit. Yep. I mean, you wore Varney's and Oakley wasn't even wasn't even a thing. Yeah. Yet. They, yeah. You wore the glacier glasses and you had the Varney's. So so you you've got a couple years on me, but uh, so I'm 45. Mm-hmm. When 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 I was coming up, there were three big ones. Right. You had Ray Ban. You had always the big dog. You yeah. had Varney. Yep. And then you had Revo. Oh my God, Revos. I now, forgot about I have them. like four pairs wow. of the house. No, they're all scratched as shit because they're yeah. 30 years old. But still. But, but yeah, but yeah. so, so yeah, those are the, those so are the big three. you are sentimental. Uh, <laughs> let me say, I'm not sentimental. What I would say is that I will spend big money, for me, big money, yeah. on, on quality items that I will have. Forever, right now, if you came in and said, "Man, I'll give you three hundred bucks for those Revos right now," I'll sell them to you, right? But I, I don't buy bullshit. I'll buy, yeah. I'll buy things that are quality, right? The best we can afford. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. will save my money. I'm not going to buy if I want if I want uh, if I want a Rolex. I'm not going to settle for a Tissot, right? Nothing wrong with Tissot. I've had fucking phenomenal watch. I, I've had Tissot. Okay, there's yeah. nothing wrong with one at all. <laughs> but if I want a Rolex or if I want an Omega or Omega, whatever, an Omega is yeah. a fine timepiece. If you if I want that, that's what I'm going to save my money and that's what I'm going to buy. I know that about you. Yeah. But here's the thing: if 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 the worst thing you can say about something is that it costs a lot of money, well, fuck it. Right. If that's what you want, right? You'll never be. Uh, you know, it's funny because we, were, uh, Hoda and I, were having this conversation, and I was like, ah, it's kind of like in the Cherokees too, and this and that. Oh yeah. And then he was like, ho ho, stop. I'm like, what? He's like, I know you, dude. He goes, if you don't get the Forerunner turd. Pro or the off-road or whatever. He's like, you're going to be driving your Jeep Cherokee and you're going to be looking at turds, a, a, a foreigners as they're driving towards you going, man, that car looks good. I was well, like... It might have been. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, you have to leave no stone unturned. You know, you, you, you drill down to what you want. Yep. And then that moment where time's not the essence, I'm like, wait a minute. Let me still pause for a moment and let me think about what else could fit the bill. Um, and then Hoda was like, dude, it ain't about fitting the bill. You're not. I mean, come on. And I was like, dude, you're absolutely right. And that was. Right. And I think two days later, I bought this. Mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah. I finalized on this one. So I yeah. mean, you got you got to get what you want. You yeah, got to exactly. get what you. And if that means if that for anybody out there that that doesn't have the means right this moment, that means okay, cool. I save for that. That's and it. Get yeah. what you want. If you settle for shit, that is just what you're doing. Settling, and you're going to be pissed every time you look at it. If I'd have just saved for another two months, I could have got what I wanted. Yeah. You know. So yeah, I mean, that, if if there's a moral to that story, for sure, get what you want. Make sure that you pay cash. I mean, it, it, you know, you got to afford it too. Yeah, I, I mean, the, budgets it, matter. Absolutely, but, budgets do matter. Yeah, uh, you know. Now, don't get me wrong, man. I mean, if I lose my job and I'm fucking, you know, trying to support my family and everything, I'm gonna buy the cheapest fucking seven hundred dollar bullshit car. Does it fucking run? Yeah. Will it get me to a job? Yeah. And, and, and it, uh, ain't, it ain't the Saturday night pull up to the right. fucking valet at the club right. car. Yeah. But, you know, at, at this point in our lives, we're not there. So, you know, we, we've surpassed that. And, and uh, Don't d- know if we'll ever not, not to say that, that tomorrow morning I couldn't wake up in the poorhouse. You know, that yeah, certainly yeah. could happen. But in our current status, get what you want. Save up the extra yeah. two weeks, the extra, you know, couple paycheck, months, whatever. whatever you know, and budget get what it you out. want. You'll yeah. be happier in the end. Um, speaking of the, the whole watch thing, so 
I've been I've been rocking this Seiko. Uh, it's the Patty version. It's the SRP A twenty one. Not that that fucking means anything. I mean, big you know. Yeah, you're a watch nerd. But, but, the, but, here, but here's the thing, letters. right? When I got it, I bought it from a guy in California, and he mailed it to me mm-hmm. because it's used. And uh, I think I paid like two hundred thirty bucks for it. That's not important. It's a great deal. It was. Yeah. It's it, it is. Yeah. But but here's the thing, right? So when I got it, it was running twenty five seconds a day slow, which is completely within spec. Yeah. For that movement, and then. I was like, I can't, I cannot abide a slow watch. If it's fast, I'm happy all day. I'll get there early, but I can't deal with slow. So I, I put it on the chronograph for, I timed it and everything, and and I, within two minutes, this 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 is the, the 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 thing I'm so proud of. Within two minutes, I had that thing regulated. It is running four seconds a day fast. That's better than any Rolex anywhere. Well, Rolex is like a Land Rover. Yeah, it's beautiful, but they suck at keeping time. Yeah, terrible yeah. at time. Which is ironic, considering it's a timepiece, right? You know, yeah, you know, same thing. A I mean, could I wear? Could I wear? A, a could I wear a ten dollars quartz watch and get superior time? Uh, yes, a hundred percent. It's not my style. Yeah, like what Jocko wears that Ironman triathlon. Yes, and that thing has been beat the fucking yeah, back. beat the fucking piss. I, I mean, I love it. It's cool. It's super cool. Oh shit! Yeah, I mean, back in the day when you know I was in the military, we all ran G shocks because that was the shit. I mean, and your timing, like fucking. Yeah. Everything yep. on that G-Shock, you are conducting missions like, it, according to the little flash of the bulb in there as you're pressing it, like you're doing link-ups and these complicated maneuvers with that stupid fucking watch. And that was a phenomenal timepiece. Yep. That, that I have G-Shock, two of them. Just a great, great watch, man. Cult, cult following for a fucking reason. Yeah, and some of them are mad expensive. Yeah, all of a sudden there's like this G-Shock. I'm talking like the G-Shock you used to get at like... Montgomery Wards for like 25 bucks. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking old school, you know. Even then you're like, it's kind of a lot of money, you know, but but it's a solid watch. The only, the only thing that would happen is you would get that fucking sweat and funk smegma in the fucking, in that little like, you know. It's like, the, such the, a great term you never hear. The ribs, yeah, you know, yeah, on the yeah, fucking yeah, band, yeah. like where it goes around the top. Yeah, or if you wear it in a chlorinated pool, it would turn white. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'd have to scrub that shit every yeah. now, especially you go to the field for like a month and you, you know, your deployment, you come back. And that shit, you pull off and it's just like, you've got that... Welded like, to your wrist. Yeah, you've got that white patch of fucking skin. Everything else is fucking yep. tan or it's just dirt. And that watch is like, oh my God, what is... I know this is my sweat and dirt, but <laughs> I can't, I'm like having... I can't break it off with a knife. Like, what the fuck, man? And of course, the band's rot. And that little fucking end that you you stick the tag in. Yes. Always, always breaks. Yep. Yeah, so you got to have a piece of like the 550 or the fucking 100 mile an hour tape you yep. put in there. Or like anything. Yeah. You know, just to, you know, so you see dudes, you're out there in the club and you got that green 100 mile hour tape on your fucking watch out there dancing a goddamn, it takes two to make a thing go right. Oh, sing it, But boy, getting it, it done, boy. I mean, you can't stop, won't stop. You know, talking about talking about old shit that, that was not problematic, but had its own picadillos. So when I went to the range to sight in Freaky V's Dragunov, um, I brought my... Uh, 9130 Mosin the Gant out there. Damn OG. Yeah, and shoots the same caliber. So I was like, yeah, I haven't yeah. shot in a while. I'm gonna shoot it. I took it home, and being that it's old ammo, you know, it's corrosive. Yeah, yeah. So I had to. I, I obviously I'm gonna mop it, mop it out pretty good. My cleaning rod broke. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. What Wait, I left. in in the gun. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. And, and, and uh, so, it, I mean, getting it out wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, but what, whatever, what, what but... was annoying was with that being corrosive ammo, I was like, fuck, how am I going to clean this fucking thing? Because it's going to corrode, yeah. like, quickly. And uh, anyway, long story short, I ended up having to, like, fucking, I took the bolt out. And I thought about removing it from the stock, but then I was like, nah, I don't want to dick around with all that. So I'm, I'm pouring Windex down the fucking barrel. That's like my my, my big fat Greek wedding. <laughs> yeah. Windex on everything. everything. Yep. Yeah. Hell yeah. So anyway, yep. and then I left it out, let it dry or whatever, and so it's 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 solid. But I was so mad that fucking, and I've had that cleaner rod for like four minutes. <laughs> you know. Uh, so, I got I got the good one here. Yeah. Bing. Crack. I was so mad, but we got it, we got it scored away. So I think I got a Hoppy's cleaning rod that's probably older than I am. Right. You know? Right. It's like aluminum back when it it's like what is this is it sixty sixty one or seventy seventy five? No, this is over ten thousand. They don't even make this aluminum right. anymore. Like what the fuck? Well the problem, so strong. Well the problem with that ninety one thirty is uh you know the 
the, the fucking gun is almost as long as I am tall. I mean, it's a yeah. giant fucking rifle. Without extending the bayonet. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I don't have a bayonet on it. But, okay, well, whatever. Um, oh, but it's then, just a big fucking that's the weak one. rifle. But yeah, I, 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 the long and the short of it is, I had a great day at the range. I hadn't been there in a while and had a really good time. Um, I, I, I love going out there. It's just... It's just such a good time. You're not thinking about bills or, yep. you know, the kid in college or anything. I'm just, it's me and this fucking rifle and putting around on that target where I want it to go. It's like riding a motorcycle, right? It's like you're not yeah. thinking about anything else because that bitch is trying hard to kill you. Yeah. You know, I mean, the rifle isn't, but, you know, yeah, the, the motorcycle, motorcycle is trying, trying to, to kill go you. its own way. Yeah. Yes. Um, so it, that, that, to me, that's range time is, is, you know, I'm not thinking about anything else. It's decompress time. And it, it's good it, stuff. If you're not going to waste time, uh, then you need to focus and you need to concentrate and you need to focus at a, at a pretty high level yeah. to get... Uh, to get the result you want, which is, you know, to demonstrate proficiency with, with the tool and to say, I can uh, impact that, that target, that, that fucking piece of paper at X amount of range exactly where I want to or within uh, an accepted, you know, Yeah, a, a, a yeah I mean, certainly the tolerances of the weapon come into play. I mean, yeah. you know, some, some things are, are never going to shoot where you want them to, no matter what, if the, you know, whatever. But at the same time, it's nice to go, I'm proficient, yep. you know, um, like when you cut down a tree with a chainsaw and it falls exactly the way you want it. So, dude, man, okay, you know, it's so like, hell I, yeah, it's I had I had a gigantic oak tree in my front yard. The thing was fucking huge. Wait, that big bitch that hangs over the driveway that drops no, eight no, no, Brazilian it was, it was, acorns. Okay, right, it was yeah. it was the one next to that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, I, I needed it to come down because it was it was dead. Yeah, yeah. So I called up a buddy of mine who runs a, a tree service. Between Texas and here, that's yeah. all he does. That is all this cat does. He got out of the Marine Corps, and that is all he does now. He just does storm damage, you know, reclam- whatever the term That'd is. That'd be a pretty cool job. I'm not going to lie. So he, I called him. I was like, dude, I need your help. So he comes out. Next time he was in, in our area, he came yeah, over. Yeah. And he's like, all right. He, no shit, dude. This guy stands with his back against the tree. I've never seen anything like him. Stands with his back against the tree, looks up, looks down, does that one time. Cuts that fucking tree, and it barely kisses the gutters on my house. And I was like, dude, that was fucking amazing. Just he knew exactly where that thing was going to, and this is a big fucking tree. Yeah, and there's a lot of trees for that to bounce off of yeah. too. From where it, it know. was amazing. It was the tree was so big that we couldn't cut the trunk up after he dropped it. We had to. I mean, we were doing all kinds of crazy shit, cutting from this side, moving over this, cutting this plunge, cutting, and, and yeah, all and, that and, shit, and those yeah. those rounds were so heavy. I had to call another buddy of mine with a bobcat. To come over and push them down. They were so fucking heavy, we couldn't yeah. roll them. We had iron bars and shit trying to roll these things. It's a gigantic fucking tree, man. The tree was older than our country. Yeah. That's how fucking old this tree was. And my boy with the bobcat came over and pushed it down into the woods. In like a year or two, it'll be good to go down still and have, sits. have good chunks yeah. for cooking or whatnot. So, yeah, yeah. man. The, I, don't, I don't know how we got started on the tree. Oh, you talking about cooking. I don't know. I was just talking you know, about being yeah, proficient. That was, that was yeah. a crazy, crazy day. It was oh, almost yeah. as good as moving our barn. That was badass. Moving that barn was cool. That was like. You know, uh, I don't know what it's like to be Amish, but that was as close as I'll ever get. You <laughs> we know? didn't have a barn raising, we had a barn we, moving. We had a barn moving, yeah. And thank God we had a dude with that, that big-ass uh, caterpillar or whatever it was. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That big tractor. That was a good day. Of yeah, course, totally your cool. dumbass shows up right as we're finishing. I showed up at the time you requested. <laughs> that is true. You that said true. 10 o'clock or whatever, yes, and, I, and we, I showed up, and I was like... We started early. What the hell's going on? We did start early. Yeah. Well, hey, let's uh, let's kind of round this out. What uh, What's on the horizon for Nugget? What is on the horizon? Um, so probably gonna mess around with this Forerunner for a while. That's definitely gonna be like the new toy. Yeah. So um, I've already been looking at all kind of like stuff, you know, like mounting stuff on the inside, and you know, of course, as soon as I got it home, I put the bike rack on it, you know, just like you know, plug it right into the trailer hood. So, um, y- you know, that's probably gonna be you know that, and of course, it's you know I've been thinking about too like. Uh, Things are warming up down here. You know, I've been paying attention to like the trout fishing reports, and oh yeah, so definitely want to get out and do some some fishing. Uh, uh, just put a new line and backing and whatnot on on my uh, one of my trout rods. So didn't I'm you pretty, just, pretty you, just win, you, you won a rod or bought a rod or no? I had I did the trout unlimited like the the life membership thing. Right, right okay. And yeah, yeah. I got to the point in paying where they were like, uh, I think they're like, if you pay half, we'll go and send it to you. And uh, so I went ahead and did that, and then they take the rest out like in monthly things, but. Um, 
and it's a Scott um, centric nine foot five weight four okay. piece. And five weights a good. That's good for, for it's, it's solid yeah. nine yeah. foot five. That's perfect for the hooch. Yeah, that's freaking phenomenal. I mean, up in the mountains, yeah, it's gonna be a little rough, but. Uh, I feel like I'm going to be fishing that rod for a while. And it, and it came with the cheeky reel. I've never owned a cheeky reel, but uh, I mean, you know, freshwater, you don't need a bomb proof drag. I mean, we're right. talking trout. You know, maybe we'll get like a random, like we're fishing reservoir, like chain pickerel or maybe like a decent bass. Uh, but okay, it, it, it'll handle it. Yeah. You know, I don't need a freaking thousand dollar able. I mean, I still love them. <laughs> yes. Yes, I want one. I, I do need one. Yeah. I do need that. Yes. But, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna run this cheeky probably for a little while just to see if I like it. But it's it's cool. It's got all the trout unlimited crap all over it. And I was like, ah, that's pretty cool, you know. I mean, I, I like to you. I'm, I'm I'm a fan of what they do. You yeah, know? I'm a member. anything yeah. to help, you know. Yeah. But so I'm anxious to try that rod out too and get it out just to, uh, you know. Um, I remember reading a, a dude was describing you know you're casting correctly and it, everything's going right when it feels like like a hundred thousand microorgasms going off in your elbow well i will tell you and that's the i truth. do not cast correctly and 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 it does not feel like that with me well I, but you that's my friend practice. i have video of you casting and it is poetry in motion i am uh amazing yeah you you in this thing and this <laughs> thing alone i will i will uh, i will admit yeah i i am i could watch you cast a fly rod all day a river insert, pretty much totally my life. Yeah. No, you, 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 definitely yeah. have the fly rod figured out. I do not. It, I am an abysmal fly fisherman. That's how it happens. I love it. I enjoy doing it. But that's I'm how it happens with most things. I mean, like you're, you're like, you're like this sucks. This sucks. And all of a sudden, something clicks, and you're like, oh wait a minute. And then you're like, oh shit. And it's always something so teeny and yeah. tiny. But I'm not saying this sucks. This sucks. I love doing it. I have a great time oh, yeah. every every cast. But my casts are atrocious. Uh, that one Norman McLean wants to beat me to death with my rod like come out of his grave and, yeah. and strangle you with this yeah. bamboo rod yeah. you heathen well so that's on the horizon Four for you movement. F- fucking around with the with the new truck and, and uh, for me I don't know man more, more of the same you know I'm gonna continue to uh, uh, probably drain this bottle by the end of next week oh and, I will um, oh, drinking is always there of course yeah yes. and then uh, I guess uh, for me putting together a uh uh, I'll be in France in uh, a couple That's weeks. That's right, yeah. So um, two and a half weeks. Yeah. Weeks, yeah. So um, kind of getting getting spooled up for that trip. Yep. And um, I'm, say, I, say hello to all my fans I, and my I friends. I will. I will. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so so the Whiskey Seven project is going to be international. I'm going to do everything possible to do a remote with you while I'm there. We'll we'll have to see if we can work it out. There's of course a five yep. hour at that point. It'll be a four. I think four spring forward fall back. I think it'll be a four hour time difference. Yeah. Um, between uh, here and there we'll just have to see if we can work it out and i'm not sure what my time frame is going to be on there but i would really like to do a remote with you while i'm sitting in a sidewalk cafe drinking a cup of coffee being snooty and that will solidify our status as international players indeed indeed you know i think we're we're up to 12 we're we're up to 12 countries now how crazy is that dude that blows my mind there are 12 there are countries where there are 12 countries on this planet where people are listening to our dumb ass which is Freaking awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I'm like, wait, what? I mean, Hodo seems to she's like, yo, bro, there's someone in Afghanistan. There's yeah. someone in Norway. Kyrgyzstan. Yeah, no. And it's like, yo, what? That, and that's a, dude, that is so cool yeah. that, that, I mean, to have this reach. Like, to me, this is why the internet was good to bring people together right. and to like connect people and to, to share experiences and to kind of go, you know what? For all of our perceived differences and this and that, we're like, 90% the, the same, same. Yeah. you know, I don't care who you are, where you are, yep. we're all pretty much the same, you know, fundamentally, so, uh, you know, it, it, it's really cool to see that and experience that and have hands-on and actual, to see the metrics, you yeah. know, yeah. and, and kind of go, damn, this is awesome, like, I think, like always, you know, the the uh, the rank-and-file humanity, not not our leaders per se, are making the world a better place, you know, yes. on a more realistic, on a, on a more tangible level. Right. You know, I can get on the, on the, online and I can listen to someone talking about catching fish, you know, in Alaska or, 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 or you know, um, you know, training jujitsu in Brazil and go, dude, this guy's talking about the same stuff. I know exactly what he's talking about. And this guy's half a world away, uh, you know, and we're running through a translator, but, it's the same dude. I know this guy. This is like all my friends. 
Yeah. I know yeah. yeah. I know exactly. This dude, like, dude, you get to America, come on. Right. You're staying at the house. This is awesome, you know? Yeah. Totally cool. All right, so you're gonna mess with the truck. I'm mm-hmm. gonna continue to plan for uh, France and yep. um, yeah, that that's probably gonna take up the next uh, the next couple of weeks for us. So um, yeah, hey everybody out there in Project Land, we appreciate you being part of the project. Uh, you guys are what drives this train. Yep. Uh, you know, without you, this is all for naught. So thanks for being a part of it. Thank you for your support. Thanks for spreading the word. And uh, you know, we hope that we can continue to bring you something that's worth listening to. So until next time, which we totally are doing. Totally, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Yeah. We're very popular amongst ourselves on the Whiskey Side <laughs> Project. Yes. But, Yeah, so until next time, I'm Hodo, and uh, I hope you guys uh, enjoy your week. Hopefully, we'll talk at you in a couple. All right, this is Steven, and uh, yeah, have a a good rest of the day, week, whatever, and uh, look forward to talking to you soon. Absolutely. Take care, buddy. This is Hodo from the Whiskey 7 Project. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you tag along with us on our other social media platforms like Instagram and Twitter, where you can find us at Whiskey 7 Project. That's W-H-I-S-K-Y, the number 7, Project. Drop us a line there and let us know what you've been up to. You are part of the project, after all. Well, that about wraps it up. Until next time, take care.